Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Burton. At time of recording, I'm 67 years old, and just this year I was diagnosed as autistic. This is my story. This one's going to be about friends and the autistic experience of losing friends. And the, especially the autistic experience of losing friends when you don't know you're autistic. You will lose friends. Everybody does. As we grow, change and evolve over the years, we'll cast off those friendships that no longer resonate with the persons we have become. Most of the time, this will happen organically without rancor or recrimination by subtle unspoken agreement of both parties. It happens, so I'm led to believe. Sometimes, however, there will be a deliberate disconnection, a scene. In these modern technological time, these scenes often play out on unsocial media or in the land of the hasty email. This cutting of ties is often angry with different conceptions of blame on both sides that are hard to reconcile. As an autistic person, these kinds of explosive ends to friendships and romantic relationships too are my forte. It's certainly true it doesn't take much for a casual friend to say something or believe something that I find intensely irritating. When you think that an autistic brain is processing so much data, trying to keep up with the incessant rain of stuff in your head, uh, it's hardly surprising that you get irritable. Your coat bucket fills up and it it doesn't take much to make it overflow. And it becomes not just irritating in a judgmental way, but irritating in a fingernails on a blackboard way. I accept the responsibility of leaving these people behind. I try to do it quietly, usually just deleting that person from my social media and staying out of touch. I honestly don't like confrontation, although in my earlier unfettered years, I do confess to enjoying arguments with people on the internet. I can't stand it now. Properly medicated and with tons of therapy, I can think of nothing worse. For me, personally, the hardest things to deal with when life are when lifelong personal friends decide that I am surplus to requirements and let me know they want to end our communication and our friendship. On a couple of occasions, this has happened after nearly 50 years of shared experiences. I go through all the classic stages of grief, Loss, denial, sadness, bargaining, stamp collecting, and so on. It's hard to get to acceptance. In some cases, I'm not there yet. Even last night, I dreamed about an old friend who had cut me off. The grief persists. 
and it is still raw. I still dream about my old friends, as I said. I miss them. Even if they were annoying from time to time, I know I was annoying from time to time too. But I can't help weighing that up against the laughter and all the positive experiences of life that we shared. How can we just let that go in later years of our lives and decide we will not share our decline and end the way we shared everything else? What follows is a letter I never sent to an ex-friend. Dear ex-friend, I am sorry you have felt compelled to cut off our relationship. We've been friends from our teen years until now, over 40 years. Just as we enter this autumn of our lives, we will do so without each other, without the constant witness and companion we have been in each other's lives. You lay this state of affairs squarely at my feet. You say I am too difficult. I can accept such a characterization. As I've told you a few times, although I don't think you ever really hurt me, I suffer from depression and anxiety. It also turns out I've been autistic all my life too. I know you feel qualified to doubt my psychiatrist's diagnosis. You even told my wife once that I was merely narcissistic. It didn't seem to occur to you that she might tell me as well. How odd. But I have been difficult. I am painfully shy, which I tried to cover up in the early years, and yes, some of the later years too, with an irritable bad temper and what was perceived as a kind of arrogance. It was all fear. I fluctuated between being cheery and unspeakably sad. I can see how that would be tiring and difficult. Am I toxic? I'd like to hope not. I'm kind to animals and highly sensitive to the pain of others. Bright lights and loud noises frighten me. I spent most of my life being afraid and not having a clue about what's going on and desperately seeking approval. I think everyone could smell that desperation on me at a subconscious level and push me away. I went through the worst patch a few years ago. I went to the psychiatric ward in the hospital. The works. We were friends then, but you never called. Nobody did. People seemed unsure of how to reach out to those in mental distress, so they don't. I thank God for my long-suffering family. Since then, I'm on new medication, which seems to be helping me quite a bit. Medication, philosophy, psychology have helped me see myself much more clearly and through the lens of autism spectacular revelation. Finally, I'm beginning to relax into myself. I can allow myself to be flawed and not ashamed. Shame has been my companion for the longest time. This is who I am. Totally human. Screwed up, yes, still a bit. All the best people are. Actually, I think everyone is. One of the great things about mental illness is how humbling it is knowing you can't make it on your own, having to ask for help. I'm making progress, and that's the best any of us can say. It's a shame that you'll miss me becoming well. So there you go, friends, and how to lose them. 
I hope you gain something from today's podcast. It's worth saying, I wrote a song uh, that's called um, I Used to Have Friends, and it's a funny one, and uh, maybe I'll play it for you next time. But until then, thanks for listening.